0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Ay Natty and the Sports Freak. What's going on, Mike Jet? Not much, man. Uh, there right, you All right. Uh, well, today we're doing it a little bit differently. Uh, the Sports Freak was looking for a little bit of a challenge, so here's what we did. Normally, we both kind of prepare a little bit in terms of we think out like lists of stuff we want to talk about and like some other kind of topics we want to touch on, so we don't forget that stuff. But uh, today, Sports Freak won a little bit of a challenge, so what we did is. I just made a list of stuff we want to talk about and didn't tell, didn't tell Mike Jet, so he's going kind of, kind of cold. He he prepared a little bit, but he doesn't know what topics we're gonna to talk about. So we're gonna test true, his true sports knowledge today. Does that sound good? You know, a well, little nervous. I just <laughs> I, I try not to throw too much random stuff in there because I don't want this to be ridiculous. So so we'll see. It's not be we'll... ridiculous. No, it's, it's not ridiculous. It's just I mean it's it's normal stuff. So we'll see. I, I might throw a curveball in there for you. A little can curve, but. We'll see. All right, let's start off with our favorite topic, and obviously ESPN's Mr. Tim Tebow. I want no! Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> I was going to top you. before you go on, I was going to like t- tell you before we did this, like we're not talking about one thing, Tim Tebow. And I'm doing so, this. I'm doing whatever. this
0: just to piss you off, anyway.
1: Go <laughs> you on? Know, All
0: right, give me his three. <laughs> give me his three most likely destinations. Of who's going to draft him?
1: Oh, wow. Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, I'm going to assume already that he's going to get overdrafted at some point. Really? Because he a... probably shouldn't. Well, yeah, obviously. He probably shouldn't go till the earliest third round. At the earliest third round, if that. And then, I mean, I feel like he's going to get drafted in the second round, probably. Um, but for the most likely, I would say. Not in any specific order. I'm not going to, like, rank them one, two, and three, but I'm going to put the Patriots in there just because of how many second-round picks they have. Yeah, they have three, right? Yeah, and so maybe they'll take a chance on them in the second round, even though there's still a good chance. Like, I'm, I have no idea if they'll – who's going to take them, but I'm just going to throw them in there just because, basically. Um, And then, other than that, I'll say <laughs> – <laughs> um. Jags? I would probably what? Jaguars. See, I um, don't I don't even like want to say them because I don't think first of all, I don't think they have a second round pick. And so the only way they would probably pick him is if he falls the third or they trade the first round pick and they trade like out of the first rounds, like multiple second rounds. Yeah. Second rounders. Um so and plus I just didn't want to say them because everyone says you know might go to Jacksonville. Uh So, the other thing I want to say, I'm just going to say that they take him figuring they have years to develop him, just because they already have a starting quarterback. Right. So, I'm going to say, I wish, I can't can't find the draft over here, NCU has round picks quick enough, but I'm going to say, um, I honestly have no idea, I'm going to say, I want to say, uh, yeah, I don't want to say Green Bay, but um, because that, they had that's the team they had on the cover ESPN account today. They had him in like a Green Bay a Patriots and a Jacksonville jersey. Yeah, did you see what they, they they I think they changed it afterwards,
0: but at first they put a they put Tebow in his in the Green Bay jersey with number fifteen, <laughs> which is kind of a no no yeah. considering that's Bart Starr's number. But I guess that's not a big deal for yeah. ESPN because he's already the next yeah. Bart Starr according to them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're dumb. He's, he's being so smart. But, um, see, part of, that's the thing, though. I guess, since I said, I assume he's going to, someone's going to take him there. He has a starting quarterback. They're like a decent situation so they can develop him. But obviously, that might not be true because I don't know if some team that doesn't really have a quarterback would take him. But, Vikings, maybe? See, I was going to say, I was going to say that. I was thinking about Minnesota. Um, but I don't know. I just don't see, I feel like if they're going to they need to take a young. Because I don't know if they'll have like multiple years of development. you only have one. Because might my own be around for one, then they might want to start him the second year if they do take him. Because it's probably gonna be like I said, the second or third round. And if you take a second or third round quarterback, then chances are you probably expect them to start like some down the road in like some recent year, like recent years down the road. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if Minnesota would be a team that would take him. Um, I'm just thinking like, I feel like a winning organization is gonna take him. Like I might even throw, like, be totally honest with you. I might throw Dallas in there.
0: I, that's what I've heard that before. I don't. I don't think they'd take him though. There's there's no way. I mean, they don't have a good backup. Yeah, I, they don't well, have a good they, backup but, quarterback. But I just. I don't know. I just don't. They just don't need him right now. If so yeah, like I his. know. But
1: that's the. The thing is though, what I don't know. Like that's why I don't think though, a team that needs a quarterback should take him though. I think a team that might not necessarily need one, and maybe has picks that wait—not necessarily waste—but has a lot of picks. That's why I put the England on the top of the list because they have so many second round picks, and I think they have two third rounders too. So they have like they six have, picks in the first three rounds.
0: Yeah, you say they have, they have two. I think they have oh two third rounders. Okay, yeah.
1: So that's why I feel like if I if I was Peebo, I'd want to go somewhere like that where I have years to develop, and I don't have to be rushed in to, to beat the starting quarterback. Yeah. So. I feel like a team like that should be one that takes them. It doesn't necessarily need them anytime soon. So, because I think it's drafted by a team like in the second round, like a Buffalo, or or like a Seattle or something. Like I don't know. I don't know if those are ideal situations.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, let's. That's way too much Tebow time that we just spent on that. So sorry about that. Um, All right, we'll we'll trans we'll transition to the combine with that more. More meaningless performance in the combine. Terrence, uh, Bruce Campbell's forty time or
1: Tim Tebow's high jump. <laughs> um, i because uh, I don't want to talk about Tebow anymore. I say Bruce Campbell's forty. Um, because obviously I don't know how often do you see an offensive tackle have to run full speed down the field.
0: Yeah, absolutely never. Even when, they,
1: even when they run even when they run screen plays, he's like he's like taking his time to get out there because he, he sets himself up to block somebody. Yeah. So. It, it's it's never needed at all. So, I mean, you want to talk about Bruce Campbell for a little? He had a nasty he had a nasty combine, and but people at the same time people expected that. So, not, not all people are surprised by how well he did at the combine. But uh, when people look at his defense tapes, they they don't see a dominant tackle at all. Like supposedly he didn't get any votes for first team All ac Like so he didn't get any. So I don't think that's the type of tackle you want to take in the first round, even though I think he's going to go in the first round, just because of his athleticism. But I don't think it, it doesn't so far translate to the to the field. So maybe some team will just take him and hope that develop him.
0: Yeah. Do you think Do you think that uh, put him in the top like fifteen or twenty?
1: Well, well, me personally, I. I don't know if I would take him in the first round because because he hasn't he hasn't shown that he can do it on the field. Yeah, why he he's gonna go in the first round?
0: Kuiper, I I disagree with this, but he hasn't going to the Cowboys. Which, I mean, if it's if that's the best tackle available at that point, I'll, I'm happy with that. But that's where that's where he has him going at 27. The Cowboys. Right Yeah, now. there's been
1: and some yeah some but some people even have like obviously some some people are are saying like well he, with the great combine workout, Oakland's going to take him immediately because the, that's how like, they've taken some of their picks lately like, just, like, for each of athleticism, but not necessarily good players. Yeah. But, like, because there's been – some people have put, like, an offensive tackle f- for the Steelers, too, but I don't, the Steelers are going to take an alignment. I really think they're going to take the guard from Idaho, Upati. But, um, so, if they if the Steelers take Bruce Campbell, I'll be really pissed off. But, yeah, uh, he's going to go in the first round. I'm, I really think he is, but I don't think he should. Because the other thing, just in general, offensive tackles get overdrafted in the NFL draft because they're so valued. Because they, everyone needs one like so badly, so they always get like picked probably too early than they should. Right. Other than other than like a dominant one, so like there's no like I don't think Bruce Campbell should go in the first round just off talent. I don't think Trent Williams should go in the first round just off his talent, but they're both going to go in the first round.
0: Uh, well, transitioning from that, I guess I guess Bruce Campbell will probably be one of your top three. But give me top three
1: winners from the combine. Well, I was yeah Bruce Campbell maybe I'm gonna go um, just just off one uh, aspect I guess I'm gonna go Golden Page just because he ran a forty I thought it was a lot faster than people expected. Um, I'm pretty sure it was under the four four. Yeah, yeah, it was four, yeah. I think it was 4-4-2 4-4-2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. something like that. Yeah, it was in the, was in the lower four fours. So I think but, uh, yeah he helped, I'm, I'll, I'll need more, a little more I guess he helped himself I thought. Like showing that he eats a lot quicker than maybe some people thought. Um, another receiver, I thought Taylor Price from OU uh, really helped himself a lot because I thought he had a good senior bowl week, and then he ran, I think, a 441, and he had um, like a good vertical jump, for sure. And then, but like like just in overall the combine, I I hope like I really hope like I I don't think GMs take it like as hardcore, but like this this shouldn't affect. That many players draft stocks like that much, uh, like especially if they're already going to go like early in the draft. Like this should really only affect like that much, like your middling guys that you have like in the middle of rounds. Right. That should either like drop them a whole round or totally out of yep. your like of your draft or, or like move them up around.
0: And with Price, I heard that that probably moving up and maybe as early as the late second round too, possibly. Yeah. So So, yeah, those are kind of guys. Those are kind those are kind of guys that can actually get helped from the from the combine from a good performance. Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't understand why Golden Tate doesn't get more more talk because I mean I've seen a couple of Notre Dame games just because they're even though they're awful they're on TV all the time so like sometimes I have to watch them and I saw him in person when they played Pitt and uh, he's a lot better than than he gets than he gets credit for he's I think he's like the sixth ranked receiver on a lot of people's boards and I think he should be higher than that. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. He should be. I know. And he's the type of guy that he—he's not like a great physical guy, but just he's one of the guys that we were talking about before. Like, he, he performed really well in college, and I, he doesn't get enough credit for that. that's kind of like yeah, I would just for his physical tools aren't great, but he 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 played at a high level in college, like throughout his career. So,
1: yeah, I definitely agree. He should be top five guy. I, I would just off of uh, what we've seen on the field so far in their college careers, and I guess what we know about them. I would. Like these guys that have a really span in the top five, I would rather take Golden Tate in this draft. Yeah, Over. And then so, I mean and then even like Dez Bryant's gotten a lot of question marks recently about his like attitude and whatnot. Even though I think he is definitely like the most um, athletic and like um, possibly best uh, like just overall wide receiver, but with his talent, but his off the field problems and his attitude might cause some teams to back away from him. But so I don't know. Gold, yeah, Gold Tate, is, in my book, is definitely top five. He's not top three receiver in the draft. I don't even I
0: don't understand why people take receivers in the first round anyway because most of the good receivers you see, except for like, I mean, there's obviously like some years there's like real elite receivers that you know like are top ten picks like, like Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss and stuff like that. Like you know they're going to be like amazing players. But outside of that, there's been so many wide receiver busts that I think you're better off just taking a guy like in the second, third, or fourth round Either that or just when, when teams get skip, sick of the receivers, like the Cardinals with Anquan Bolden or the Broncos with uh, Marshall, you can just throw them a second round pick and get their best receiver.
1: Yeah, I so. agree with you. I, that's why, because some people have said Brian might go to the Dolphins, but, and then, because Parcells usually doesn't take receivers early. He's known not to take receivers late all throughout his career when he's been at the top of an organization. Yeah. He doesn't like taking receivers early, so.
0: And, and if you look at some of the better but, receivers this year in the NFL, too, I mean, Miles Austin. And uh, Wes Welker, you know, just there's, I mean, there's so many good players that like you can get if you just you don't have to draft high to get a good receiver.
1: Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot this year too. I think because then another guy I was gonna say was Emmanuel Sanders from SMU. Um, I thought had a good combine. It might be a good receiver. And then even guys like Carlton Mitchell out of South Florida. Some people think he's gonna be a sleeper. And then cause he's six four and he ran like a four five forty. And then guys like even Scott Long from Louisville is impressing people, and like Donald Jones, even from Youngstown State. Uh, so, yeah I, mean, yeah, I think there's a decent amount of depth. If not, I mean, I don't know exactly. I don't know if there's a lot of depth as compared to past years, but I think there's a decent amount of depth in the receiver position this year that if I have multiple needs on my team, I'm not taking one in the first round.
0: Right. All right, how about, how about top three losers to go along with that?
1: Um... Well, I think it's it's kind of hard to really – you know, losers. I'll just go – maybe Desmond Briscoe I thought hurt himself a lot, receiver from Kansas. Because uh, I guess he ran a slow 40. I think it was like 4.6, 4.65, and then he only put nine reps up on the bench. And then I guess he didn't look good uh, um, when he ran his his, like, his routes, he had him run or whatever it was after – like during the round two. And I guess some people think he dropped – he dropped all the way down the fourth or fifth round after that workout, um, and some people initially had him like in the top five receivers like like a month ago, which I thought was wasn't smart at the at the point at the at the time. But so I thought he hurt himself, and then with two hundred guys that got hurt, that didn't even really do anything. I about Dan with Fever's decision not to throw was interesting.
0: Yeah, especially since all um, the other quarterbacks were not throwing too, and he could have kind of stood out.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't totally know if I get, like, some, some teams keep thinking when these guys are healthy and don't don't uh, go through the drills that they're not, like, 100%, they're not, like, as competitive as they might like their guys to be on their team, so for some people that's not, like, like a question mark or a negative, even. And
0: LaFever's um, and, so, and also LaFever's going to wait till his pro day like everyone else, right? What? LaFever's going to wait till his pro day to throw, right? What, what on his pro day? Are you
1: talking about fever on his pro day? Yeah, he's gonna throw on his pro day, right? Yeah, he's gonna throw on his pro day, but I'm just saying, like he has he has everyone there now, and he decides not to throw.
0: Yeah, how Might how not. boring is that Central Michigan
1: pro day gonna be? <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know who else is, if anyone else is even draftable. So yeah, but then one other guy thought it was, it was maybe not a, a, a negative, but all of a sudden it was. Today or yesterday, I think it was yesterday, all of a sudden, Rolando McLean isn't going to do anything at the combine. Like, he was, I suppose, he was healthy, and then everyone thought he was going to work out and do everything, and then all of a sudden, he, he decided not to do anything yesterday. Yeah. Expect, some people. And especially
0: since people were already kind of questioning his, his, like, potential
1: at the NFL level, too. Yeah, some, you know, yeah, Stephen, people are saying Al Steven's going to puck up his, his, uh, his draft, he held, or not his, uh, his, his, like, film study that he studies film, like, to a fault, and he's really good at that. But some people think that his, his motor isn't always at full, as full gear, and sometimes he takes plays off and he doesn't. So it was, it's interesting that he decided not to do anything yesterday. Yeah. I, and I don't think he was injured, maybe, but he might, I can't remember if he gave a reason that he, his answering wasn't feeling good or something, or he just decided not to do anything, but that, I think it's three some people and there's, so he might drop out of the top 10 or 15 even and drop into like the late teens, just from that, but I don't know, I don't know if he should, because I think he's going to be pretty good, so I think he should still be, I think he should still go on the top 15, but if he drops out of the top 15 and like falls into the Steelers at 18, I'll, I'll be shocked.
0: I was kind of de- uh, disappointed that Dexter McCluster was so bad at the combine. Was it so bad, is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, he, he ran because he's he's smaller than, like, he's basically smaller than me because I'm, I'm, like, an inch taller, and I think I weigh about the same. So, I mean, the guy should be, like, lightning fast, and what did he run? Didn't he run, like, a four five or something like that? Yeah, 4.5.8. Yeah, that's that's awful. That's, that's so bad. And I don't know, I just, I know he, he has good, like, uh, what's it called? Like, just, like, I guess not lateral speed, but, like, he's more, like, shifty, I guess, and quick than he is fast. So I guess I, like I shouldn't be totally surprised, but I st- I still think he's going to be a good prospect, and that might even be good for him if he drops a little bit lower, because people won't have like really any expectations for him. So I don't know, I still think he'll be a, a decent NFL player.
1: Yeah, so why? That's what like I've been saying. I don't think people should somebody that's already supposedly going to go like the first couple rounds. I don't think because they run a bad forty time. I don't think they should drop like ridiculously. I still think he's a good football player. Like Joe Hayden today even ran. He ran in the upper four fives too. He didn't have what people thought the forty time he was going to get, and all of a sudden they talking that he's going to drop in the top ten, which is crazy. He's definitely the best quarterback in the draft.
0: Yeah. So I don't
1: think like this, this combine is only a very small piece of the pie, and something like a bad forty time for some guys when they're really good on tape and they play really good games shouldn't be that big a deal. I agree. So I think I think most GM, so, I think most GMs know that too. Oh yeah, me too. I I think the main problem is just the media trying to make a massive deal of the combine, which, I mean, which is good for the NFL that people are into and, and even watch it on TV, but the media just makes, like, some of these things big deal. They're like, look, look closer to is a Pat past 40. It's not good anymore. Like, that's not true.
0: <laughs> Dude, is it just me or is ESPN, ES like, borderline unwatchable anymore? Like, it's basically, it's basically the Brett Favre, Tim Tebow, and LeBron James network. That's pretty much about it. Like, I, I was, I watched PTI today. The first, you know, they have, like, five topics and they're each like a minute and a half or two minutes. The first two yeah. were about LeBron James,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they had one later on in the show. So they had three topics about LeBron James: one about his number. We'll talk. About, I guess we'll talk about this later. But one about his number change, two about if if they're like dismantling the Knicks last night, like ruined the Knicks' chances of him going there, which is retarded. And then the third about that disgusting dunk that didn't count. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. I I can't really watch ESP anymore and their their writing on the website's just gone to hell, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Well... Alright, two more quick things about the Combine. The stupidest, dumbest workout at the Combine that people put stock into. You're is that the question That's for me? The, yeah, question mark at the end of that. There you go. Question mark. Um
1: The dumbest one that people put them I I think that the 40 might be the most overrated of any of them. No, just dumb. Not overrated. There, everything at the combine is overrated, but dumb. I, I can't, like, I would, like, the, the cone drills, I think, is important for some guys. And then, how about like, how the about interview the, the the, long the, jump? The physical is probably the most important. What?
0: How about, well, that was my next question. I was going to say, like, the, the interview or the Wonderlic was probably, well, not the Wonderlic, but probably the interview is the most important. But I was going to say, the long jump has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They like they like actually do like an Olympic long jump kind of where they just stand still and then jump as far as they can like into a thing of sand. How dumb is that?
1: Yeah, I know. I don't. They they just they test everything about them, so What are you gonna do? Yeah, I guess. Um, all most, right, well, most of the stuff's useless. They're so, not useless, but most of the stuff's overrated and overvalued. So what? Do you, whatever
0: smooth, smooth transition into the NFL Draft. Who, uh, just a couple of things. Who's going first overall? Interesting
1: that you should ask me that now because the, there's a rumor coming out of Fox Sports that, like this just happened like half an hour ago, there's a rumor coming out that if Rams coach Steve Fagnola had to pick somebody today he would take Daryl McCoy.
0: Really, I didn't even
1: read that. Yeah, and apparently, so, which is so now? We've already heard that supposedly the Rams are going to take Bradford. Supposedly they're going to or take like way early on, and now supposedly if the draft ends right now. or the draft was right now, they to take Jared McCoy. But so.
0: Spec Nilo is not the not the GM though, and coaches move around a lot, so I don't think they'd let the coach really have that that much influence on the first overall pick.
1: Well, they, yeah they would. He's the head coach.
0: Yeah, but um, the, the order of like the pecking order. In terms of, like, picking guys, unless you're the Cowboys, goes GM,
1: owner, and then coach, probably. The coach still has a, good, a really good amount of push. I mean, he's going to be – he's coaching – he's going to have to coach a deal with his player more than the GM or the owner. I know, but the
0: GM signs off on the pick, and the the,
1: the owner has to sign
0: the checks. Yeah, so an
1: article says – Apparently the front office would go along with the pick, it would happen right now.
0: Okay, well I didn't read the article, so there you go. You're you
1: got it. Well, yeah, I know, but still, I, the head coach. I think you're giving you're, you're not giving them credit to how much how much the head coach. He's has also what to, a, se- a <laughs> second year coach. Well, yeah, but it's, that's not, It doesn't mean he's been in the NFL two years either, though. No,
0: I know, but he's only been with that organization for two years.
1: Yeah, but the GM's only been there, like, three years, I think, or cause seven or something. So it's not like he's been – the GM's been there a lot longer. Yeah. But being, I can't think of his name. Devaney, I think.
0: They should probably but. let Spagdula make the pick after they've just bombed on the last, like, five first-round picks
1: they've had. Well, the, the tackle they took last year, I don't think – not. it played pretty well last year. So, what well, um, Jason uh, – is it Jason Smith? Jason Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the last pick wasn't – Tyson Jackson, Tyson
0: Jackson is haw- awful.
1: Well, we'll Adam, see, Car- Adam one year. Character? What? Adam Character? Oh, yeah, for them. Uh, they, yeah, then they took. Then they took Chris Long a couple years ago too. He's he on the Rams. Yeah. So, but they. It's they're definitely not. I still think they're going to end up taking Bradford. To be totally honest with you, I do too. Even though I don't know if that's who they should take, um, but.
0: but no, I think it, I mean I think it is because because we, we talked about this on the phone before. Like if you're going to pay thirty or forty million dollars guaranteed to a player, you may as well give it to a quarterback because at least worst comes worst, you can get some buzz going about the team. You can market the guy, sell some jerseys, etc., etc. And for a team that's not making a whole lot of money, you can recoup a lot of money just through marketing and stuff like that. So I mean, it also yeah. gets, it also gets a little bit of a buzz and gets fans in the stadium because. No one's going to pay $80 for a ticket to, just to go see some defensive tackle, like stop a couple run plays and maybe get like two sacks the whole season. They're going to want to see Sam
1: Bradford throw for a couple thousand yards. Yeah, but at the same time, um, like I, I, I obviously don't think do will know if it's true, but I feel like Detroit and St. Louis have equally poor offensive lines right now. Maybe St. Louis is a little better because of just Smith, but... Stafford got hit often last year, and remember he got hurt a couple of times. And I feel like if Bradford got hit like that next year, he would be injured for more than that season because he's not as big or as as, as a stable a player as Stafford is, and he's going to get injured a lot more often. I think if he gets hit all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just either they're going to have to decide. I mean, they're going to be taking a risk a way. They're going to be given. A lot of money to tackle. Even though I think Sue's so going to so the most guaranteed. I think the closest to be a guaranteed, really good player. But so I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think they're Anthony Bradford. I don't know that these days should take.
0: Yeah. All right. Here's here's. It's not a curveball, but it's probably one of the harder questions going to ask you. Three three years or four years or five years from now, when we look back on this draft, who's going to be the best player? Or who do you think people should
1: have gone number one? Is, Who's the under number who's going to be the best player? Jesus, all right,
0: you're making this tough. On the best player, who who's going to like <laughs> when you look at it from five years from now, who's going to be the best player from this draft?
1: Five years from now, I'm going to say uh, I'm to say Eric Berry, the safety, because I think he's just going to be really, really good. Yeah, and he had a, he had a good combine too, right? Yeah, he did. He definitely set and still, that he's the best DB in the draft by far. Yeah. Um, you want you want to stick
0: with some football stuff? I have some other stuff we can talk about. You want to stick with some NFL? whatever you want. All right, man. we'll just do we'll just do a couple couple quick and have more NFL questions before we get off NFL. I just want like just thirty seconds for each answer. There's four questions. All right, where's where's McNabb going to play this this next year? He's Donovan McNabb is going to
1: end up playing in San Fran. No. Oh, by the way, say,
0: just so just so you know, I don't know if you read the story today, but I read the story today, and apparently the Eagles are—I don't know if this is true, but apparently the Eagles are definitely bringing back Michael Vick, which means that most likely that means
1: bye-bye Donovan. Yeah, I—I I mean, I don't know. I still think nobody knows exactly what they're going to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on a limb and say Farber tires and he goes to Minnesota. Okay. Where does Julius Peppers end up playing this
0: year? New England. How about Ladane Thompson?
1: LP's going to... Gosh, dude. Told you, these are tough. I know, because I, I really, I mean, I looked, you know, he's not going to go to Houston, which was the rumor early on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... See, I want to... Uh, Oh, I'll say I don't want to say Philly though because they just like cut somebody of similar abilities
0: yeah you know well um, you can either answer
1: that or how about West, where's Westbrook end up either one Jesus Westbrook's going to end up in Minnesota because they're, uh, they're not going to let they're not going to be able to get Chess Taylor back right. even though they said they're going to they're gonna set their priorities Well,
0: all right, last one for NFL, uh, Thomas Jones, which which real quick was probably very, very, very dumb for the Jets to like, let him go because apparently the whole Jets team is like kind of like shocked by the by the move. Not shocked, but just really yeah. really disappointed by it. So where's Thomas Jones going to go? Yeah, yeah, where's Thomas Jones going to go? Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: let me just say, I don't even think these – I want to say Seattle yeah, is going to go play with his brother.
0: <laughs> all right. I mean, I can. I guess I can see that happening if he wants to like spend the rest of his career losing like he always has. <laughs> no, all of
1: them are going to be able to go to winners, so that's
0: hard to. I think most uh, most winning teams could use a backup running back. I mean, the, I know the Patriots. Yeah, but, but look at you. You got to know that LT or Westbrook or Thomas Jones are going to go to the Patriots just because that's their mo. They always get the washed up, bad legged, thirty year
1: old running backs, and they. They like, yeah, so maybe they won't do it this year, though. Maybe they won't do it anymore. Yeah, no, they will. They definitely will. Well, I'm gonna get peppers. That's why I didn't want to give
0: them a running back. All right. As well. All right. Well, let's let's go to your your favorite. Well, well, maybe this is probably your tied with your favorite topic, college basketball. Who are your uh, who are your bubble teams right now? Because the, the conference tournaments are starting tonight. A couple
1: of more, aren't they? There's three. Yeah, three conference tournaments starts this evening. Which ones? The Horizon League, which includes YSU, um, the Big South.
0: Youngstown State. Uh, that's it. YSU is Youngstown State for anyone who's fortunately not from northern Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Big South, they're, uh, they're number, uh, Coastal Carolina, is their one seed in the Big South that's supposed to win. The is number one uh, Butler, and they're, um, they're going to get in either way. So I, I, hate, from, I
0: hate Butler. Butler's bad. I wouldn't say they're bad, but okay, they're uh, not good. They're all a little overrated. They're gonna lose. Huh? In the, they're gonna lose in the second
1: round of the tournament. Well, they did. They beat a lot of State. Great, it was, out, it was out without Adam Turner, but they still beat oh, of State. It's like beating the Cavs without LeBron.
0: Well, not maybe not that bad, but I mean that's a big. That's a big. That's a big butt.
1: Yeah, but they still beat them, dude.
0: Yeah, I don't care. I'll I'll put money on it right now. I will FedEx you cash. Butler will lose in the <laughs> second round or earlier.
1: Well, it's going to depend on what what uh, seed they get too, though.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't.
1: Uh, they, they, I'm trying to. They uh... okay, and then another one conference that starts tonight is um, the Ohio Valley. Whoop-dee-doo! What's that? Like Austin
0: P and yeah. Moorhead State and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, um, I think Austin so P. The are they really? Yeah. Oh,
0: all right. I actually got something right finally. But
1: Murray 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 State's been the one, they're twenty seven and four. So okay. they can be the one that comes up. All right. Um, so, I'm not gonna Murray ask for the i I'm not gonna ask for
0: your predictions of who wins those conference tournaments because frankly nobody cares, neither do I. Yeah. So who are your who are some of your bubble teams right now? Who's who's out and who's in?
1: Um well, I, a team that, that I fallen and might be in big trouble if they keep uh Keep losing these games is uh, Georgetown in the big in the Big East. Um, they just lost last night to West Virginia, that dropped to the nine and eight in the Big East. I and mean, they lost pretty bad, yeah, didn't they? Pre- they lost. Yeah, they were down by like ten the whole game. The Andes was by something around there. Um, but yeah, they played 50 at home, I think, before the Big East tourney. So they need to win that game. And then if they if they and the though, like the first in their first game in the Big East tourney, I think they're going to be in some trouble because they'll be twenty ten. They lose their first game. Yeah. Um, so I think they definitely they need to win a, at least one game in the biggest tournament to just uh, be totally safe. Uh, but some other teams are definitely on the bubble. Um, I'll go. I'll go to the eight ten first uh, because eight ten has ten might get possibly as many as four, or even five. I don't think they'll get five, but they have a chance of getting that many.
0: Okay. Like Z- Xavier. Tournament.
1: Well, I think Xavier, Xavier, and Temple, and even probably Richmond, are all all probably definitely in. I would I would say. Um, and then after that, and I think you got uh, Dayton, and Rhode Island, are both the teams that are on the bubble right now. Yeah. Um. So they Dayton and Dayton plays Richmond before the A ten tournament, so if they could beat Richmond before the tournament. that would be huge. And then if they could end up like, winning, like getting the semi seed at least. Four finals, and they might have a chance, even if they don't win the 10 um But so those are the 10. Other Big East, UConn, I think mean, still people people are still putting UConn in, but I think they're they're still in trouble. You they know, they're playing a lot better right now because they just lost to Louisville um at home, and then they play another game at South Florida to finish the regular right season. And I really think they they need to win. Both because they, they only won. They're eight 8-10 in the Big East. Then they'll some, be eighteen and thirteen. They've they one of them, What? They
0: have a couple quality wins though, don't they? Don't they have like three wins over top twenty five teams or something like that? Yeah, but listen,
1: if they if they if they win both of those, go eighteen and thirteen. Then say they go one to one the Big East tournament. They're nineteen and 14, 14 <laughs> losses. Yeah. Wow. If they not, if they if they lose one more game in the regular season and then lose in the Big East tournament, they'll have fourteen losses. What do you think about uh?
0: What about Notre Dame?
1: Yeah, they're they're on the bubble, too. I mean, they're playing a lot. The last two games, obviously, they beat Georgetown by a ton, and they beat Pitt by a ton at home. Um, But like I said, they have a home game against UConn tomorrow night, which is huge. And then they also play Ed Marquette, who's also – Marquette's probably in because they're 10-6 in conference, but they're only 19-9 overall. And then they finished Ed Marquette, so that's another huge game. Um, So, yeah, I think Notre Dame, if they they only go 1-1, they definitely need to win multiple games in the biggest tournament, if not if not get to the championship game to get into the tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but just some quick just just a thing, some quick other ones. Uh sure. the Pac 10s probably only gonna get one team and so Cal Cal probably needs to win the Pac Ten tournament if they want to get in the tournament. That's, um that's terrible. like yeah the Pac 10s so bad. And then uh teams like Florida State's on the bubble, like uh Illinois after their couple losses might be moving on to the bubble here soon and they keep struggling. Uh like Minnesota's put themselves on the bubble. Now Florida, I think, is close on the bubble. Um, Memphis is definitely on the bubble. I don't think they're gonna get in. I think they're outside. Uh, and then even like San St. Diego State's on the bubble, and St. Mary's. I think they're. I think they're in, but a lot of people have them like closer to the bubble, just because they're they're probably not gonna. Denver Gonzaga has to win that conference tournament. So, but yeah, there are a lot of teams that they're gonna be tough because there so many teams like. Are gonna have like ten, eleven, even twelve losses. So it's gonna be. I think the committee is gonna have a tough time this year. It's I think especially teams like, especially teams like Butler and Cal, and uh, like Gonzaga or St. Mary's don't the win their conference tournaments, then it's gonna become real, real difficult.
0: Um, how about how about your uh, who's the one seeds right now? Who are the four one seeds? Um, Should be too well, hard. Somebody
1: I see today. Yeah, that's I mean. Somebody asked me today who I would pick to win, and I think if you if if you had a gun pointed to your head, um, you could only say one of three teams. You could only say Kentucky, Kansas, or Syracuse. I don't think you could say anybody else if you like had to pick like if it was if your life was on 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 stage here. Like I really think you would only pick one of those three teams. Yeah. So those 3 all get one season. And then right now, I think you guess it. Duke get the last number one, so that's, that's Duke. And Kansas State, they still have a chance because they play Kansas here coming up. I hope, I hope Kansas can. State
0: gets it because I think they're better than Duke. Well, we'll
1: see. I, I mean, I I would probably I don't know. We'll see. I'm not saying enough Kansas State, when, but I know they're real good too.
0: Whenever Shire's cold, Duke just kind of isn't that good. Honestly, I mean that's probably true with a lot of teams when their best player isn't doesn't, doesn't play well. But especially with Duke, like when they're when he's not playing well, they're kind of stagnant. Yeah. Shire, when, when Shire's not playing well, they're not very good.
1: Well, I think Singler's is more important to them than Shire is, to be totally honest. He's ugly, though. He's so ugly. Yeah, but I think he's more important. I, mean, I know yes, but I think he's more important to their team. Because Shire, I mean, I know Shire can. He's done a lot better over the last couple of years of being able to drive the basket, but I still think Shire's just. He's, he's, he's how they're off. I think he. he what they go through to run their offense I think more than Shire does so I think if singers have a bad game then they're going to be in trouble which but yeah the money good
0: uh, no no it's, it's, it's a different topic so go ahead
1: I was gonna say uh just one people one game people point to with Duke is how they got killed by Georgetown um, like a couple months ago and that should prove that they're that especially the ACC in general is how weak they are that Duke's like steamroll on the ACC even though they got pounded by Georgetown. So that's definitely if, whether you go to Kansas State that gets that last number one seed or somebody else like flies under the radar and gets it. That's definitely the, the bracket you want to be in, like yeah. that with that one seed. So yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, who, which, which Duke player is uglier, Cal Singler or Sheldon Williams? Or Sheldon Williams? Yeah, I think it's, it's Sheldon Williams. No, dude, he's at least he's banging uh, Candace Parker.
1: Yeah,
0: I know yeah, I know he is. So at least he's gotta be like remotely good. I don't know, sing, I I saw when I went to the I went to the Duke Miami game like a week and a half or two weeks ago. And Shire for, or uh, Singler for some reason had a black, like a, a horrendous black eye. Like just bad. So I'm guessing some, some chick probably like punched him in the face or something or some fan whoever punched <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Clawson may have gone down to Duke and punched another douchebag. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's not neither of them are um not good to look at, but I'd have to say if I had to stare once the rest of my life, I'd pick somewhere over <laughs> 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 uh, uh All
0: right, is Purdue is Purdue screwed?
1: Are they just donezo? As much as it's it's such a sad story, but yeah, I think I think they're gonna. I don't know. I, I don't know who they play here down the stretch, but I wouldn't be surprised if they. uh, they struggle here down the stretch and maybe lose lose here. Let me quickly see where they play. Well, I mean, that also doesn't matter because I mean, it just depends how they who they play in the tournament. Well, yeah, but this is this is what I'm saying though. If they if they struggle, if they their last two games are against Indy and then at Penn State, which team they definitely should not struggle against. Even though Penn State's playing a lot better, but if they struggle at Penn State and only like, barely beat them, and then they lose like in the in their first or second game in the Big Ten tourney, then they could drop down their three seed and. And then possibly get upset in the second round. But even if they're two c they could. I don't see them if they make the Sweet 16. They should be. They should be happy, even though they still have a good team without Robbie Hummel. But he's definitely their leader. Yeah. And so they only scored like 40 some points against Michigan State, which is terrible. So they they definitely need to hope that they finish. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. They definitely need to hope they uh, finish strong here and get some momentum going into the tournament because they're gonna need it. I think.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, last topic because we, we gotta get you off to watching watching Lost before the new episode comes on. Uh, let's talk hockey real quick because we can't avoid hockey. We, real quick, quick thoughts on the U.S. Canada
1: game. Um, really good game. I thought once when Canada got two nothing, I thought the U.S. was in big trouble. I didn't even think they were playing that well up to that point. And then when they scored they get two one, all of a sudden it's like a click, and they started playing a lot better. Um, and then they only tied it with uh, only like 20-some seconds left or even less than that. I, mean, I think it was 26, but they tied it. And Ryan Miller still played phenomenal. Um, but like I said, I think I said that if he can't give up three goals and expect them to win again, because I didn't think they were going to be able to score like all those that many goals, like they scored five. One of them was going to be better the last time they played them against Bordeaux. But I thought Canada was going to play much better. And then Luongo played really well. So... I They it's played really well, so I don't think they have anything to be disappointed
0: about. I agree. Um, Canada looks so much better, especially in the overtime, too. So I think we can show we it in their zone maybe like three or four times, like the entire overtime.
1: Yeah, Canada definitely uh, was playing better. Do you, you know what this game, game
0: reminded me exactly of? I got complete deja vu from you know where. <laughs> yeah,
1: but didn't they... Uh, in that game, we explain what game we're talking about. All right, well, we're
0: talking about the national championship game that Miami Ohio played against Boston University this year, and we're up three one with what 40 something seconds left. I think forty. Yeah, see, around, around like forty seven. Eight. Around like forty seven seconds. So obviously down two, they pull their goalie, score a quick goal, and at that point they have like maybe twenty around thirty seconds left. And by this time we're all in the bar and we're all about to deuce our pants. So, clearly, with the bad karma on our side, they score a third goal, tie it, and send it to overtime. And then, in overtime, uh, BU is just, like, by far the best. They just looked like they were just completely dominating the, over, the entire overtime and ended up winning the game and sending us all into a crippling oppression for
1: a while. Well, no, there's a lot of differences. First of all, like you said, Boston scored twice, in the last minute, to tie it, which is totally different than just scoring one because it happens, right. some, not often, but it happens... Fuck easier, I to do to just score one. Well, and and you know,
0: we, and Boston, who was you know kind of like our rival, I guess, scored. Whereas in this game, in this in this game, we had to score the points
1: and put it in overtime. Yeah, the, in this game, the other dog had to score it for fourth overtime. But in another one, though, uh, like Boston had, I thought, but it still, it still took like ten minutes to win the game in overtime. Boston against Miami, so. Because I thought Miami was still playing pretty well once the overtime started, and they didn't give up a goal early, so I think they got their feet in them or were playing well. And then Boston's game winner was such a joke of a goal that it just basically signified how the whole game went for Miami. Yeah, how
0: especially this la- especially the last two goals of regulation too. That was just awful. But uh, yeah. two, uh, two more questions. Uh, do you think there's? Gonna- they talked about this on TV today, but do you think there's going to be like carryover excitement from the Olympics to the NHL?
1: No, and because I really wish I would have been paying attention more to this four years ago. Even four years ago, the U.S. wasn't in, didn't get a medal and didn't play that well in the, in the Olympics, but it's not going to happen, okay, because first of all, like I said, there's not, there's not that much intensity in regular season games, and then crowd, I mean, crowd-wise, there is at some stadiums, but it's the regular season, there's like 82 games, there's like the NBA, there's too many games, but even in playoffs, I think... People might try to watch more, but they're also on like versus, and there's only like one game or two games on out of, like four or five every night. So there's not even they don't only really show like fifty to sixty-seven, maybe percent of the playoff games, and they're on like weird channels that right. people probably don't even know where they are. And apparently, not, not
0: happening. And and you know this because you're a, a Penguins fan, but apparently the Penguins are playing in Pittsburgh against the against Buffalo tonight, the Buffalo Sabers, and yeah. uh, I mean. Like they talked about us on TV today, how the NHL, if they wanted to, could probably capitalize on the rematch of Sidney Crosby versus versus Ryan Miller. Uh-huh. But they're but they're not. Well, they can't because Ryan Miller is not playing tonight because he's taking the night off. But like, I mean, if there's not going to be excitement for the first game back against like the but one of the best bat matchups of the of the entire match, then there's really not
1: going to be any carryover at all. Well, yeah, but that's it's the people saying that shit – to start tonight For, that's such a dumb question I got so pissed every time I saw today because okay not only did he just play a lot of games over in Vancouver um but he hasn't done a he has another game tomorrow okay and get they play tomorrow they play Washington they play with okay so someone's gonna be bitching and complaining either way and he, he can't play every single game okay cause this, this, this last part of the regular season is so compressed because of the Olympics these, these NHL teams are gonna be playing four, maybe even five games a week. now Not five, but they're going to be playing like basically almost four games a week every week for the next like month because of how compressed the schedule is. So he's going to have to take games off at some point. He's going to take one of these games off because he just played so many in Vancouver. He's not going to play it back-to-back right, right now after he just played all those games. So he's going to take one of these games off. So who cares if it's the first one against Pittsburgh? Let him have a night off. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's, I'm, so, I, so, I'm so mad every time they ask that question today. All right. It's such
0: a stupid question. La- last question before we're done Does Cindy Crosby get booed tonight?
1: This is another, in my opinion, this was a dumb question. I, I probably should turn it on right now. I probably should have watched it while we're doing this. It probably just happened. But I don't think in any way Pittsburgh booed him because I feel like, because I'm around some of the Penalties fans, some of them after the game was like, well, at least Crosby scored. they're yeah. like, laughing about it. So I don't think. He might have a little pinch of boo when he came out because like at the game where he started, I have it heard right out. But I, I I doubt it was uh it was that audible if if people booed. I I don't I don't think it was gonna happen because he's the best hockey player I they ever seen in Pittsburgh since old me. and then he might end up being the best hockey player in Pittsburgh. So
0: yeah, I think and I think fans in Pittsburgh care more about the Penguins probably than they do USA Hockey anyway, don't they? Or no?
1: Well, I'm sure some of them really, really watch the Olympics. More like obsessed with the Olympics and Maroons or the U.S. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I, I think they probably do want the Penguins to be they'd be more excited if the Penguins won the Stanley Cup again than if the U.S. won the gold. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, I well, think I think that's. I mean, that's all I got for you. You got anything else you want to mention? Um, well, we got we got lost. We got lost tonight. It's right right now. It's almost eight o'clock, and we got we got lost at nine o'clock.
1: Yeah, all I know is what we said. It's a Jan Sun episode. Um, apparently, Saeed has some decision he's going to make in this episode. Uh, and then I don't know. Just, just I'm, I hope it's another good, good one. We'll see though. It's just some, just some Jan reunion special that they keep telling us is going to happen. I'm so sick and tired of the storyline, so I'm not too excited about it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be okay, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just want I want some. Uh, I just want to make sure I want some more of a man in black uh, Jacob stuff. I don't want to see some gin for the whole hour. I'll be pissed off.
0: Yeah. All right, dude. Well, let's, uh, I'll let you go see if we can watch some loss tonight. All right. All right, dude. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right, peace.